Welcome along, folks, to the next episode of Tune the Code. And today I'm again joined by Richie and Collie, and it's all rosy in the garden once again after a win against Sheffield United away. And we'll all be smiling today, even me. So, lads, welcome along. Joel, how are we doing? How are things? Good to be here. Hey, Joel, how's things? All good, all good. The sun is out. Everton win. What more do you want, lads? Maybe, yeah. maybe a flag in a bulmer's pusher. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just, just, you know, the players just, Richie, just put in what we've all been asked for an absolute shift. And it, it got the results. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing groundbreaking about it, but you just go about your job. They all dug in, the work rate was there. Some very big performances are much improved performances. As well, um, yeah, I, I I found it hard to fault anyone really, um, and just try to stay positive. Like, yeah, really, yeah, happy with it, you know. But you, as you said, it's just work rate effort, and it shows that the the results, you know, will come kind of on the back of it. You, obviously, you need a little bit more than work rate and effort, mm-hmm. but it's a start, and yeah, very very pleasing. Yeah, that's it. It's like Richard said, it's not rocket science, Kali. If you just put a bit of Bit of walking, bit of heart. Like I said before, just put a bit of sweat on your shirt. Bit of desire, Joe. That's, and that's what they showed. Exactly. That's what they showed last night. Yeah. You know, I agree with Richie. It's not like don't get, don't. You know, it was one win, and we still an awful long road to go before mm. we get up to the levels that we need to go. But there's shoots of, there's definitely green shoots of recovery to be seen there. You know, just yeah. to see p- players running beyond uh, Dominic up front, the likes of. You know, Walcott and Richardson, you know, the kind of a Sigerson to get an assist. That's what he was brought into the club for. So many puzzles from last night. Gomez really top, played really well. Um, you know, it was it was good to see Joe, you know, the kind of it really was. I think it's more rich uh like players played the way we know they can play. Like the last few weeks they they haven't been anywhere near this intensity or, or passion or fire, but they just they just did what we know they, they're capable of, especially like in the midfield. Yeah, I, and I suppose that's the, the burning frustration with it, that it's, you know, you, whatever now you're going to get. And because we have been so poor the last couple of weeks and then you turn around and, and you know, you get, a, you get a decent performance like last night. Um, yeah, we, we all know what they're capable of. So where it came from and what was the spark behind it, I suppose we don't know whether it was the, the kick in the ass that they needed you know, but it didn't come against Villa and it came, and it came last night. So, look, it's good to get it. And I, I suppose as the game went on, I felt it was just kind of thrown off the shackles a bit of that fear that we seem to have in the last couple of couple of weeks and just being a lot more free, free-flowing, looking to play more ball. And it's just an awful lot. And I presume in their position as well, it's, you know, the, it's, it's a lot more enjoyable for them, you know. Do you think it was a big kick up the arse, Collie, that just... Got that performance out there, or maybe, maybe listen, maybe some of these players are, are looking online and seeing the the comments and maybe, yeah, possibly, Joe. Obvious. But uh, there was a couple of things, kind of. Um, I know we had Seamus Coleman come out after the Wolves game and basically land base the players, right? Which is fair enough. He's the captain, but I don't know whether you've seen the article Michael Keane uh, gave in the Echo, and now Keane comes across as not the biggest talker so I'd say when he says something in the dressing room you kind of stand up and listen and he mentioned in this article that the players have to stop hiding 
and that, you know, a lot of the past managers that we've had, a lot of us being down to, he basically replicated what Coleman had said. Mm. So, and he also, Michael Keane also said that every one of them players is playing for his future in Everton Football Club. So, yeah, I'd say there has been some sort of kick up the arse from Angelotti, but also with the, the starting formation last night, Joe, he, he went with a 4 2 3 1. I actually think it probably suits the players we have in our squad a lot better at the moment mm. than possibly the 4 4 2. Now, going forward, I don't know how Angelotti's going to deal with that. And, you know, it depends on obviously his summer recruitment, but um, I thought that played a big impact as well last night, particularly the three in the midfield. So you have obviously Davis, Gomez, and Sigerson, you know. Um, for me, Sigerson and Gomez played quite well last night. Yeah, I think they did, Richard. I was, I was very, very impressed with, well, we're just talking about the midfield section. Very, very impressed with Gomez. He, he, looked, he looked like 15 to 20% fitter than the player we've seen the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, some of the passes that he, that, that he picked out as well were just top class. And I, I just to see him kind of doing that again. Um, and I, I look, I was one of the first to, to slate him in the last couple of weeks when he wasn't performing. So no, I don't, Listen, I don't think it was unwarranted, to be honest. No, no, no. But yeah. just to turn around and to give him the credit when, it, when, when he did put in the performance last mm-hmm. night as well. You know, so yeah, look, we all know what he's capable of. And, and hopefully that's the corner turn for him. Um, whether it's a positional thing or what, I mean, he was still beside Davis. Um, but yeah, it just seemed a, a little bit sharper and everything as well. Um, and yeah, look, you just want him to kick on because we know there's a player there. We know what he's capable of and definitely put in a performance last night. The same Sigurdsson. Um, yeah. Again, he has, he's been very poor the last couple of weeks. But I suppose you look at, he played in a position last night. From that position last season, he got 13 goals and six assists. Mm. So, I mean, that's his position. Uh, my thing is, look, if that's all he, I won't say that's all he can do, but do you build a team around him in that position or, you know, is, is, he, is he valuable to keep so that we can switch to that, you know, in, 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 that, in that 10 position? But, yeah, really good last night. Um, but look, to get on the ball, some great passes forward, but then having the support from Walcott and Richarlison beside as well, just... You know, the, the four of them linked up brilliantly there at one stage in the second half with a couple of flicks in front of the goal and it just needed to finish. It would have been one of the best goals I've seen in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, credit to the two of them. They showed up. And even when Sigerson was withdrawn, he looked shattered for a reason. You know, yeah. he, he put a shift in, which is something that I haven't seen in a long time. So, yeah. Well, I think that's, again, we're repeating ourselves all the time. That's what you look for, Colly. Someone coming off the pitch knackered. After running his arse off, that that's all you want. And uh, as regards the system, maybe he, he he's looking at a few different systems now to see if the personnel can actually adapt to these different systems. And I think I think he struck out last night, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Just another thing with Sigerson that I I found myself last night was uh, he was open the open the referees' faces a lot, and I like to see that. Mm. He, he was the captain last night. And if the referee called and made one or two bad calls, he was up in his face and there was a bit of snide there, Joe, you know, the Quinaway, which is always great. We spoke about this in previous pods, you know, the Quinaway. And the, I think it was in, within the first 15 minutes, he took a ball in the middle of the park and instead of going sidewards or backwards, he turned and played it forward. You know, the Quinaway, little things, stupid little things like this, Joe, you know, the Quinaway, mm-hmm. but you could definitely see that he's up for it last night. And whether, again, going back to, has he gotten has he gotten a kick up the bum from Angelelli? Probably has. And, and 
as you said yourself, he's, he's earning a hundred thousand plus a week. So mm. let him earn his money, you know, that kind of way. But yeah, all positive. Um, obviously, we'll have to speak about Tom Davis now as well. Um, we'll leave that till the end. We, we taper that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, just on, on, say, Sigerson as well, I thought just the work rate from Richardson and Walcott beside him really allowed him to kind of get that extra little bit of have a second when he's on the ball because the boys are the movement was very good from the help that they track back and I thought they really put in a shift the two of them. A lot of the time, I suppose, it goes, you don't get the, the plaudits for the work rate coming back and, and, and things. But, yeah, I mean, Richardson, uh, he, he's unreal. Like, the, the, the work he puts in, he gets kicked around the place, he comes up with goals then as well and yeah. he's working, he's working great goal for us. You know, you take him out, he's just such a threat. He might do nothing for an hour but then can pop up, get a goal and that's, that's what you're looking for, you know. He's a talisman there, Rich. Yeah, all, all through this, all through this, like we begin giving out about players not putting a shift, and he he has actually every, mm. every single game. He's he's been like we spoke about it before. He has to go back into midfield to look for the ball because there was no service coming. But when he plays in the system like that, he is absolutely no bother about running around, chasing balls, like getting kicked, getting fouled. Yeah. But yet he's at the end of the play when when he needs to be. Yeah. And I think yes, these performance as well is another reason why I personally see Walcott being there next year as well, as a second right winger, because Walcott's the type of player who can get us up to pitch quick. So you, you know, I mentioned it already in this pod that um, we had players running beyond Dominic, and Walcott was one of them players. He was willing to to run up, get in behind Dominic, and you'd have players down like Sigerson or Charleston as well going up. So. Yeah, I, I do think we I do think Walcott will be there as a squad player uh, next year. Ty played well last night too, in fairness to him. Yeah, but again I will counteract that with the frustration that he won't do that again for the next three or four games. If we had three or four games, you know what I mean? He wouldn't. But anyway, listen, we're, we're staying positive for the yeah, moment. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um all right, we go out in the back pick but I thought had absolutely nothing to do. like they had no shots on target. So yeah. which is we're going on to defence as well, but I mean, Pick, Pickford had nothing to do. He was. And he had to do, like, coming out, catching crosses or a couple of blocks, but there was no threat to the goal whatsoever. Which, no, no, nothing. Distribution was good, I suppose, is what you can look at if there was, not, mm. if there was nothing really, no saves and such to, such to make. But yeah, he was, he was calm. Um, trust the boys kind of around him as well. And, and, and as we speak about Brantwaite again, like, but yeah, having. Having that and having someone who's able to play in front of him as well, just I'm sure it gives him a little bit more assurance and things as well. So yeah, no, couldn't fault. Yeah, just on on Brantford, we get into him now. I know that I thought it was class, Cody. Absolute cool as you like, calm, collected, not afraid to take the ball, not afraid to look for the ball and ask for the ball. And for a kid, that's just don't want to start building him up too much. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will nip in and buy him, but uh, just kill as you like, Kelly. Ah, yeah, and like he's a big unit, Joe. Uh, I mm. said this to you in the last part. I didn't realise just how big he was, but he's very composed on the ball as well. Oh, my God. Now, he made one or two mistakes in the first half, but he didn't let that ha- uh, affect him. He was very level-headed. Now, a big shout goes out to Michael Kane. I thought Kane yeah. was excellent beside him. Absolutely mm. excellent beside him. Um, but because Brand- Brandway has done so well, it opens up a, a, a conundrum, really, for Everton, in a, in a good way. Because we have Gibson coming back off loan. 
Mm. And we have Brandway there. Now, Gibson was always going to be before Brandway in the development. Um, now, I'm led to believe Gibson's con- he signed a new contract, obviously, before he went out on loan. And, and, and the plan was to extend him out on loan for the full season this year, or just the season coming. Yeah. So what do you do? Do you, do you send Brandway out on loan? Do you, do you let Gibson go out on loan? It's a hard one for them, you know? There's no point. Do you keep them around then on the bench? And then are you, are you, are you scuffing his development as such? There's a, there's a big bit of a question there to be asked and answered, I think, anyway. Mm, for me, I wouldn't send Brantway anywhere, Rich, to be honest. I mean, it's hard when you're looking at those performances to, to say, you know what, we'll send him out on loan. Um, I suppose it'll come down to, to to maybe me. I know there's talks of bringing in another centre half. If you bring in another centre half, you know, more than likely he's been brought in to start. You know that you're going to spend money on a, on a starting centre half. So he's been pushed down, and and he is only 18. Maybe you go you, you go out and you get a full season of, of playing games, and you come back and and it can only benefit us to have that strength and depth there. You know yeah. whether well, there has to be the right line, Richie. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, where, where you're going to be playing a similar style, you know, yeah. of, of course, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I suppose it all depends on transfers. You know, do we bring someone in? Is there someone else leaving? But it's, it's, it's hard to, on the performances, I know it's only two and a half games. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, no, that's the thing. But, and, again, we shouldn't be putting the pressure of, of a whole fan base on him saying, you know what, he's the, he's the, he's the new Berezi, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I think we need to kind of stay, take a step back as well. He's, he's 18, you know, let him get his development. And, and even if he comes back at 19, you know, we've got a long future ahead with, it, with him. So, yeah. if he was to get go out and get 30 games someplace, it can, it can only benefit us in the long run as well. But, but listen, it, it might save us going to look for a centre-half, Cully. You know what I mean? It could save us... 20, 25 million if, if we have a, a young player there who maybe not be on the team sheet every week but that can slot in there and have a seamless transition. Yeah, it's a good point, Joe. You know, and, you know, I've seen across social media people are, are, are saying exactly the same thing that will it not be better now to invest whatever money you are meant to be investing in, let's say in the centre half goes into an additional midfield player or a right winger People are looking now for a forward to be brought in. So, yeah, that could be certainly an option, Joe. Mm. Um, just in relation to Sheffield, you know, just a very quick point. The last time they were beaten at home was in January uh, to Man City. They turned over uh, Spurs and Chelsea recently at home. I think they beat Chelsea 3 or 4 nil. Uh, so, they're a good side. Um, so, it just goes to show what, what uh, a good victory it was for us last night, particularly away from home, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they've been one of the better sides this year. I know your man is in with a sniff for... Uh, manager of the year, Chris Wilder. But uh, yeah, just I think I, I listen. We all thought we'd struggle going into the match. They didn't turn up. We did. Simple as that, Rich. Yeah, and, and I'm not even sure it's about them not turning up. You know that they. Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know it wasn't as if as if they just rolled over. You know, because it was it was a bit helter skelter for a while. It took the game a bit of, a bit of time to settle down. But once once we got ahead, we just looked comfortable. We looked like kind of the, we probably should have tacked on another couple of goals if we're to find fault in the performance. Mm. You know, we 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 had the, the much better chances. Um, I suppose Dominic had a couple of chances, but yeah, I I, I never really felt. I suppose. Normally, you'd be saying, right, we're 1-0 up with 10 or 15 minutes to go, that they're going to throw the, throw the kitchen yes. sink at us. But, you, yes. but that, that defence, since the, since the break, you know, Barry, yeah, we've had a couple of bad days out, but they look solid. 
Yeah. You know, and, and again, I know you mentioned it, but Michael Keane, he's played beside three centre-half partners in eight games and has hardly put a foot wrong, you know. It's, you know, because we're saying, oh, you need to build the partnerships and things like that. But yeah, I mean, he's played beside Mina, beside Holgate, now beside Brantwaite, and has mm. been solid beside, beside them all. And, and, and again, there's a, there's a lot of kudos due to him. Yeah, I think he, him and Brantwaite complement each other, Collie, because I said it before, Keane's a no-nonsense defender. The ball needs to be hoofed. It's hoofed. And he's he's good in the air, <coughs> excuse me. So he was he was immense again, and it, it can only be good if you're going to put a young fella like Brantway into the team to have someone. Mike Michael Keane's experienced enough now. He's one of the, probably the senior members in that squad. But he's just isn't he at the national centre half, Joe? So. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but he was immense again. Immense. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone said even though through the bad period, he could have got El, like the Everton man the match, like. Mm. Out of five, six games. Well, just steady as a rock again, I thought. Yeah, um, absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. And as Richie said, he's been he's been like that basically since we came back, you know. Um, I just, I'd love to know your thoughts on Sadibi last night. How do you think he'd done? I don't do very well, Rich. Um, to be honest, I, I was watching and I was kind of saying, you know, going through my head and how, how, how fellas had played. And he didn't really stand out to me, which is probably a good thing because he hadn't done anything wrong. Exactly. Not that, that normally you're picking out mistakes and things. So I'd say just quietly went about his business, didn't, didn't do anything wrong. You know, um, they, they obviously tried to get it wide and get it across to the, to, to the guys up front. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he was solid, you know. Tony, Tony, minor, minor criticism. I would have colleagues that he didn't get forward that much. But I don't think he needed to because there was like five across the midfield. So I don't think he needed to be bombing on, especially when we got the goal and he just isn't all point fence now. We don't need to. No, the only reason I'm asking, it looks as if he won't be staying with us. And I just, I just wanted to know your I thoughts. Think, I think we said that before when we went through sell or keep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think I think it was probably more, more to give Seamus a break so that he'd be back back yeah. before Sunday and and, and oh, well, that'd be my my thinking on it. You know, mm. Seamus played pretty much every game since the, since the comeback. And well, I think if John Joe is going to come back, I think Sadibi will be will be allowed to, to come back. So. Or if if there's a new one, a new right back brought in as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I think, again, see Sadibi talked on very well. Uh, did what he had to do. Again, he didn't get forward as much as we like, but listen, that's just nitpicking over. I thought Dean had done very well on the other side. Got a couple of kicks as well, so I know your man. I thought it was actually, it was close to being a red card, Rich, when your man stood on him. Yeah. Because when I showed the replay, he, the two of them were on the ground, and as he's standing up, he looked to see where his foot was, and stood, I think he stood on it on purpose. Yeah, they never checked it back either, right? And I think they checked things. Anyway, they just don't... They don't stop it for Yeah, I think, I think they're always, always checking stuff. But uh, yeah, I thought Dean is doing very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, personally, since since the break, I think he's been very good as well. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, the energy up and down. Um, and he, he he does push on a lot. And he, and he, and he was, he's always a good outlet there. But defended well as well. A couple of times they looked to come down that, say, their right-hand side. And he was, he was really good. Um, some good defensive headers for, for a small guy as well. And yeah, very good performance. That's a good point, actually. I think he's good in the air for someone who's not overly tall, Collie. He's like he, yeah, he has, he, he, he has Joe, and he very rarely gets cut out. Um, and in fairness to Seamus, Seamus will be similar as well. Uh, yeah. He'd be very wary or w- would know where the players are around him, you know. So, 
Nadine would be one of our player, best players and going into next season um, as again Baines hopefully will sign the, the contract that's on the table but look we've Dania there and, and, and you know would, would it be a possibility then playing with Charles and directly in front of him um, thought it worked well last night to be honest with you I think that worked well last season as well, which a couple of times that Richard did play in front of Dina. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with Richardson you could probably put him anywhere. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to get a performance and that's the thing. Again, I suppose I mentioned it a, a couple of weeks back about the threat of having the two up front. I would like to see the two of them up there mm. because, you know, you don't want to see Dominic isolated. Um, I know we got up and kind of supported him a lot last night, but you do have that fear that when we go back to one up front that he'll be isolated but yeah I mean Richardson I think on the left you know showed again last night how, how capable he is there and you know came up with the goal and was everywhere really yeah. uh, We touched on Sigurdsson and Gomez being class um, Walcott I don't need to be negative about him, but like, like you said Collie's bombing forward but just his final pass just seems to be missing a little bit like a couple of times he put a put great balls in but there was no one there like, uh, you, just, you just don't like himself in a world. No, 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 seriously, no. <laughs> just, I, I have no problems with it. The only problem I have with Theo Walker is, is his end product. I, mean, I think he's probably the fastest player in the squad, like pace-wise. But he just, he just doesn't lift his head up for me when he's putting that ball in. I know some of them say, oh, well, the striker should have been in there, but they weren't. So just look up to see where they are. Even if you have to pay like a little reverse pass in, but uh, listen, I'm not slating him, but just just picking things out. I thought he was his final ball was a little bit sloppy, but again, he worked his arse off, Colly. Really did. Yeah, and I think if you rewound the clock three or four years to the time we bought him from Arsenal, you spoke to any Arsenal fans at the time, they probably would literally say what you just said there, Joe. You know, yeah. that he, it's the crossing is is the poorest part of his game. But I just think he's a good worker. He's a hard worker, and I I did think he might be moving on in the summer, but. I just, obviously depends on who we bring in but I can see him being there maybe next year I don't think he's long left in his contract so look it's hard to tell but I thought he'd done well last night really did mm-hmm. just, he just gives that threat on the break you know because he has the legs and you know that's if you can, the thing that's if, the pace if you're inviting them on say with, with a high press and you can beat one or two of those that you're straight in with, with, when you have mm-hmm. legs like that and he's standing on the halfway line like you know, so I, I think he's a threat and he's worth keeping around. As I said, maybe as a squad player because it's one of the places we're looking to, to strengthen. But he has something to offer against the right opposition and, and in the right formation, I think, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Again, there's some just you're picking three that we're going through. But it's just consistency as well, like you said, Colin, with him. That's, that's just, and it, it's always been like that. I mean, from the time he's at Arsenal all the way through, even with us, just getting that f- five, six, seven games Consistently, um, just can't get it. It's hard. It's hard for him to do. I don't know why that's because of his of his constant pace. But he just he just doesn't do consistently enough for me. Yeah, I, I often wonder if you just take Walcott out of the equation and look at any wingers in the Premiership and any teams. Again, you might be able to tell me, but I can't think of anyone off off the top of my head that maybe has played 10, 15 games in a row. Because I think with wingers, it's 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 that sort of position where if you have pace, great. But again, it's the final ball in into the box is what you're going to be judged on. Mm. And if you only do that sporadically, well then you could be hooked, if you know what I mean. You know the yeah. kind of way. 
absolutely agree that it's the poorest part of his game. But I don't think, you know, I often thought wingers would have, or is, should I say, a difficult position to play because they're expected time and time again to get a ball into the into the forward. And look, it's not going to always happen, you know, mm. the kind of way, as is the keeper was, is always expected to save a ball. And look, we've seen it ourselves from Pickford. There's a few fumbles along the way, you know, the kind of way. Um, yeah, he's done all right. Um, we 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 go on. I I do think we'll we'll, we'll try and bring in a right winger, a new right winger. Mm. Um, Joe, to be honest with you, I think uh, Angelotti would prefer someone else in there, but I think Walcott could be still there next year as well. Yeah, yeah. As a squad player, I think. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, uh, that's all the positives out of the way. I just need to bring just, it. Just on on, on Dom Joe. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know where you're going to put that down as a negative. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Well, <laughs> we, we, no, we carry on with the positive stuff. I thought Dom walked his absolute socks off. Again, there wasn't much coming from midfield uh, because they were they were doing the job, like stopping, negating Sheffield United. But Dom, I thought he should have scored it with that header though, just just before half time, for for a guy who's good in the air, Collie. I think he should have stuck that in. It's just not going from Joe at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. He's 15 goals this season, mm. you know, and I've seen a lot of criticism now online. Uh, you know, I knew, knew this is how he's going to turn out and all that, but yeah, I just, that header, he was unlucky with that header, I thought. Um, mm. I, so I just thought, I think maybe he could be trying it just a little bit too hard, Joe. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be going from at the moment. Yeah, so, I think strikers go through patches like that, don't they? So, um, yeah. What's straight for yeah, that's more frustration. Like I'm not, not giving out about him. Like he was, he ran around. He walked there back three or four, whatever it was. Just ran his absolute socks off. Which again, we just that's all we ask for. Just run, run, run. Yeah. Sorry, Richie, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I suppose you would kind of look at that ball that Gomez gave him in um, in the first half. Brilliant ball, like and. Whether you know it probably a tough ball to control and stuff, mm. but you, you kind of look at those and are they are they chances that we should be taking and putting away and saying right that having someone who can do that or you know will kind of do it maybe ninety percent of the time. Where it's, I suppose I'm going on the last couple of games. It's hard to back him in those situations, you know. Mm. And is that something that we need? Is that little bit sharpness up front from 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 a from, from a striker? And I think our strikers go through phases and patches like that, don't they? Where it's just nothing's going right. Like other days it goes in off your arse. Like times like this you hit a worldly shot and it goes wide or hits the post or whatever. But I just listen, at the end of the day a striker is judged on his goals. He's he's done well this year. He's progressed. I thought he's like he's knocking on the door for a player of the season. So I mean you can't complain but just as as we're Judging game by game, I thought I think if he gets a goal, obviously there's only one game left. But if he got a goal, that that kind of monkey is off his back. Yeah. And then and then duels will come. So yeah. I, I do think we have to be careful, lads, though, with Dom in relation to the formation we set up with. So yeah. if he goes with a four-two-three-one, Dom is 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 going to go back to a seven or eight goals a season. He walks his behind off, mm. but he's not playing in the front two with Richarlison. So we need to bear that in mind, you know, and I agree with you, Joe, if you could score Sunday going into the short break that we have and, and hit pre-season, I think you'll, you'll find, I, I do think we're going to get a, a, a better Dominic Calvert Lewin next year to be honest with, with, with whoever we bring in, you know, because there's, there's going to be better service coming from 
the middle of the park, you know. But uh, we, we just bear, we should, as fans, we just need to bear in mind whatever formation Angelotti goes with, and if it is one up front, then he's not going to be getting the 15, 20 goals in the season, in my mind. 100%, Rich. I think we, we said it, and listen, it's been said across all forms of social media, 4-4-2 is Dom's game. You see it, like he went, I think it was six goals two seasons ago, eight last season. He's up 15. Four yeah. four two is four. He needs someone beside him. He just needs someone beside him. And it's yeah. And I mean, look, it's been proven kind of since Ancelotti came in up to up to the up to the break that he I think he was on eight goals or something in in, in that period. But um, yeah, I suppose it's something to bear in mind that we can't kind of shoehorn everyone into the perfect mm-hmm. the, the perfect whatever formation or whatever it is. So I suppose that's where the decision comes in. I mean, we were. He's had chances though, you know, as well in 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 the games. He's had a couple of chances in each game, so you know. But again, I I would agree with it's it's a matter of kind of getting the monkey off the back and getting back on track and getting that confidence going. And I and I've no doubt that he'll that he that he'll stride on again. Uh, do you think, Holly? I know it sounds silly because we had like a break COVID break. Do you think he's a bit tired, really? Because he's played like every single game. I think it could be down to a bit of tiredness. Yeah, there could be, Joe. Um. You know, through through the, the the lockdown, he was putting up uh, videos of himself training and stuff, and like he's in tip top condition, the lad. You know, the kind of way. Mm. But maybe maybe it is just again the stage where he needs a rest. Well, covered uh, covered with the fact that he's like he's running around a lot because he's up there on his own. So I don't yeah. know. I just I'm just thinking out loud. It could be factors like that. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. Um, again. He, he might find he doesn't even start in the last game of the season, Joe, depending on whether uh, uh, Moise Kane is back, you know. Mm. But we'll look, that we'll look forward to that in, in the next part of the show. But, um, but yeah, it could, be, it could be that he needs a rest. And if you can get a goal, happy days, because I just think it will set him up for next season. Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay, that, uh, we'll just move on to one more. I, I hate being negative after winning, but oh, Tom Davis was... Very, very average again, Rich. Very average. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah, and look, we're trying to stay as positive as possible, but he was kind of, I suppose, the, the standout kind of weaker, weaker link kind of in, in the side. Um, just doesn't have the legs, I suppose, to get around, which is, you know, I suppose it's been shown, trying to kind of try his hard to get involved in different things, but it just wasn't. For me, it's the... Just the, the simple misplaced passes, you know, it's too too much inconsistency in his game, and it's frustrating, 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 and that's that's Tom Davis like. But I, I don't see where he goes forward with us. Yeah, again, Colin, just I just think his his lack of forward thinking, coupled with his his pace, is just it just frustrates the hell out of me. It really, really does. Uh, for me, Joe, he he actually I thought in the first ten minutes or fifteen minutes he got booked a yellow card. He went through the back of a player. Yeah, that was a, that was actually a bad tackle. Yeah. It was, yeah. But <laughs> the other side of the coin, I never seen, I haven't seen an Everton player do that in a long time. Mm. Now I had the misfortune <laughs> of having Brian Kerr's country for the game last night. Was this and, uh, as well? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be Brian's biggest fan by any stretch of imagination, but he did make one point about Tom Davis in that he feels that his game is just too slow for the Premiership. His game would be ideally suited for an Italian game or a Spanish game because it's a lot slower. Uh, he doesn't think Davis has the pace for a Premiership midfield. 
And to be honest with you, he's not far wrong, Joe, in my mind. Um, I did mention to you on the last pod there was rumours of Scotland and Celtic being interested. I think that could be a terrific move for a really good, really do. But sentimentality kicks in, Joe, and he's an Evertonian, and we spoke about this before, and he wanted him to do well and all that. But you name another top 10 premiership side that he gets into, and he, he starts every week. I don't think you can, Joe, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's, that's the frustrating thing for everyone. Like, everyone knows he's a massive blue, but that, that shouldn't be like a, like a get out jail pass, Richie. He's just. He's just too pedestrian and slow. And he t- I said it ages ago. He just thinks he has too much time on the ball, which he doesn't. And you're not going to get in the Premier League. You're just not going to get it. And, and it's just the same every single week with him. But that's, yeah. And then he puts himself in positions that he can't get himself out of, you know. It kind of seems to be kind of, whether it's stretching too far and then misplacing a pass or whatever it is, just something isn't clicking right now. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to see as as you said as from the, just because he's an Evertonian shouldn't kind of buy him longer of a of a of a stay if it's yeah. if it's not gonna, if it's not going to work and I think we need to get away from that sentimentality as well. I mean he's been around. I know he's still young, you know, but to be honest, I don't see where he progresses. And I think one of the things that's hampered him is that I suppose we've moved around managers and things so so often and he's been shoehorned into different positions and has to do different roles and never had a defined role to say right that he can go and own it and it just makes it more difficult kind of as a younger player coming through and maybe that's something to do with maybe I'm on a different planet <laughs> no no well listen it's, like you said earlier about Brantwell maybe going out somewhere and getting 30-35 games would, would, would help him but I don't know whether it would, would it, especially like you said if he goes to somewhere where the, the the pace of the game is slower, but it won't help him if if we're looking for a bit of pace. No, and look, we also have to recognise that uh, Tom has played over hundred games in the Premiership, so you send out a younger player to, to gain experience, but he has the experience, you know, the kind of way, or he's he's been involved. So again, if you take your sentimental hat off, Joe, would he would you sell him? Yeah, you probably would. Let's be honest with you. If, David Boyes comes calling for West Ham, offers you a few quid from. I'd say you'd sell him. But look again, it's you, we wear our, our, our shorts on our hearts and all this, and, and he's an Evertonian, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's another question that needs to be, I think, uh, answered in the summer. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, let's leave that there. a great win. Oh, it's great to talk about three points and an Everton win. What seldom is wonderful. Uh, we'll take a short break now and uh, we'll have some bits of news when we come back. Uh, again, we're going to play a little bit of music here, so have a guess and see what you think it is, folks. Talk to you in a sec. Welcome back, folks. And that piece of music was the team tune from the big match, which was ITV's edition of Match of the Day, and that was from 1970. 
way before the two lads time way before okay now we look forward now to uh, the final game on Sunday uh, home match against Bournemouth and I think Colley uh, we might see quite a few changes here give, give some players a rest I know it sounds a bit silly after a win but uh, I'd like to see a couple of young players getting in like Sims and I know I've been banging this drum for weeks but Beningham me listen put Put him there instead of Davis. Yeah, I, I, I can see your, your... I don't think there's going to be wholesale changes. So purely from the point of view, I don't think you have players to, mm. to put in, to be honest with you. Mm. But there's um, two or three there he could slot in. Yeah, of course. I think Gordon will start. I think if Moise Kane is fit, and uh, according to Angelali, he expects him to be fit. Uh, you can see him starting up front, possibly in place of Dominic. Um, Benny in the in the middle three, um, had Gordon out on the right maybe, and Richardson out on the left. If he if he goes for the same four two three one, apart from that, a shame is to come back in, uh, possibly. But uh, yeah, I don't think there be wholesale changes, uh, Joe, um, unless he, he takes Pickford out and gives Steck his last game for the club. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't know whether he might do that. Uh, I think he's a lot of options, Rich. I mean, like it's a nothing game. It's like they call it a dead rubber. It's absolutely nothing. No fans, nothing. Just so it's a free I mean, pass. Fun to have a look at some of these players. I mean, it is, but also I suppose on the back of a win, if if you get two two wins back to back coming into into a close a short close season as well, you know, it just gives you that little spring. And I know, look, it'll all be forgotten about in in another week's time and everything. But I I wouldn't be inclined to make too many changes. I think with five subs, you can give the guys a run if you want. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice to see Sims get a run. Whether he may even make the bench if Keane is back is 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 another thing. You know, mm. um, yeah, I think Coleman will come back in. I think Gordon will come back in, um, and after after that, I, I wouldn't expect a whole lot more. Yeah, what started on Keane, Cully? Is that an injury or? Yeah, no, he twisted his ankle uh, pre um, Sheffield United, and according to Angelotti, I think he was in line to start that game. Mm. And uh, his post-match interview, they asked him about, it and he said a small twist uh, should be fine for Sunday. So purely going on on that, you you would expect him to be fit and and possibly starting on Sunday. Uh, Joe, injury wise, I think you're look you're looking at the same players being injured. Certainly, none of the the main players are coming back. That's for mm. sure. In relation to Sunday's game, Joe, just bear in mind though. Uh, in relate, uh, sorry, Watford are playing City tonight. Mm. Now, if Wofford get a hammering, which I hope to do, uh, if Wofford get a hammering... Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 the snake club. Um, if Wofford get a hammering, um, Bournemouth have a lot to play for. So, mm. from, their, from their point of view, yeah, we either finish 11th or 12th. But from a Bournemouth point of view, they could actually stay up with a victory against us on Sunday. So, there might be a little bit in it, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I don't know whether that would affect Ancelotti's uh, team news or choices, Richie. What, it doesn't matter what they do or what they can do or can't do. No, I mean, I don't see that anything really kind of regarding the last couple of games since our season has officially, like, you know, we, we weren't really mm-hmm. playing for anything the last couple of ga- games and nothing has kind of deterred him for, from it. So I don't I don't expect this just because it's the last day either, you know, mm-hmm. to be given fellas run out. I, I don't think he he's that kind of fella. Um yeah, I mean, Bournemouth possibly may have something to play for, yeah. but just from watching the other day, I, I, 
the, the, the sinking feeling that they had kind of when Southampton got the second one, it, yeah. it does kind of feel like they're gone, you know, and I think that if we can get a goal at all, I, I, I'd expect us to go on and maybe get a, get a good few more, you know, mm. then I, I think that their bubble may just be bust, you know. Mm. I, I personally would expect a home win, to be honest, no matter, no matter what team we put out, we should be, should be good enough for them because they've struggled, Collie, they really have struggled this year. Anyhow, people, people spoke about him as possible Everton manager in the past, I just don't think he has any motivational skills whatsoever. He, he may need a change, Joe, to be honest with you. He mm. might be a little bit too comfortable there at Bournemouth, um, if I'm being honest. And I want, it'd be interesting to see whether Ake plays on Sunday. Um, I'm led to believe he's on his way to City. City have a greater fee for him. Okay. Um, so, again, uh, it'd be interesting to see whether he starts for them. But, look, uh, I predicted that Sheffield United... Uh, Win the other night and we won, so I don't know whether I should go and keep the same line, you know. Um, but look, I'll give you me, I'll give you me thoughts in a few minutes. So that would yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, look off for now. I, I, listen, I think, listen, I think we win anyway. So I, I go, I go three now. Yeah, don't to get a hat trick. <laughs> no, I don't care where the goal is from. Seriously, so I, I think three. Now. I just think we'll have too much for them. I just think we will. Yeah, I would, I would agree, and I, I, I'd go something similar. I'd go 3-1. Mike Hart. Go on, I'm going to go... Uh, <laughs> I'll go 2-1, uh, Everton. 2-1, Everton, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we should we just have enough. Just on that, folks, um, last match of the season, we'll all be gathering in the woodshed on Parnell Street. So, as the current situation dictates, you'll need to book, book your place. So you'll have to email Stuart at Irish-toppies.com. Uh, Stewie will pencil it in. And uh, again, with all the current situation, restrictions, whatever, we have to book everyone in. There's no walk-ins. So if you want to come along and join us, I think we do a little bit of recording on the day for, for next week's pod. And uh, you can have your say. Tell us we're all talking rubbish if you want. It doesn't make any difference to us. So yeah, so yeah, three wins, three three predictions for wins. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the first class. <laughs> uh, it's amazing the the inspiration that comes in the back of a win. It's mad, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Listen, long may continue. Listen, if if it helps us and the players, it doesn't matter what we think. To be honest, it's all about them. That, that's yeah. the no, I, I think it would be be good to finish the season on a win, especially at home, given that we've. Got- you need to rest there, and I, I think that's something that they'll be looking to preserve as well. They'll want to go out at the end of the year and kind of, mm. you know, be bouncing in the back of two wins. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think I think they'll, that they will as well. Yeah, a little bit of positivity going into the short break. Yeah, yeah. Okay, any uh, other news in around the team? Probably transfers and stuff. Yeah, well, you're probably aware, Joe. Silly season starts on Monday. Oh, um, that's me. Oh, my favourite time of the season, I have oh, to say. Jim White season is absolutely the biggest pile of muck. But I know you love it, Collie. Love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it, Joe. Absolutely love it. Uh, I think you wearing a yellow tie one time as well, Collie. I'll tell you, I'm about to get one. Now look, it's it, every name under the sun is thrown, and as soon as I hear a name, we do a bit of kind of research yeah, yeah. into it. And and look, it started already, so yeah. what I'm about to say, you take it with a pinch of salt, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with the possible, let's say, uh, Gabriel, left foot centre half. Um, 
liked the tweet that uh, you're very good friends with the Charleston. Oh, can I pause you there for a second? <laughs> uh, this is why it's called Silly Season. Oh, he liked the tweet. Or, oh, he, he liked his Instagram post. He's definitely coming to Everton, lads. Well, he, uh, it's let's believe that he's back in, 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 in uh, negotiations with the club. So okay. maybe one to look out for. Hoiberg, we spoke about in the last yeah. uh, pod. Um, since he wants Spurs, we've put in a bid of 20 million plus bonuses. Spurs have put in a bid of 4 million. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a difference there, lads. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I believe uh, Southampton are giving Spurs 48 hours. At which time they said they're going to deal with everything. But look, at the end of the day, the player doesn't have to come to us, Joe. He can sit mm. his contract for the next 12 months and go to Spurs next year on a free. Um, we have been linked with a Romanian midfielder, Alexandru Cicolaudu is his name. He's okay. uh, 24 years of age, 5 foot 11. Uh, he's some good stats now, it's, it's only in the uh, Romanian league. What you what you normally see with the Romanian league, they go on to the Italian league then as well. So uh, possible that Angelotti has recommended this guy to to uh, Brands. Um, by all accounts, uh, very good midfielder again, albeit in the Romanian league, but a uh, typical box to box midfielder. Um, and then some another one, Joe Gelhart from Wigan, a young lad, possibly for the twenty threes, but it's we're in the queue there. Premiership clubs interested in him. And off the wall ones, Joe, I'll give you the off the wall. Adam Lalana. I seen that last week, yeah. And Jesse Lingard. Oh, Lingard. I don't want to go away anyway. No, not a Lingard, no. And then no. just one thing that's appeared today, Joe, uh, Mina to Boca Juniors. Yeah, you were saying there, that's a bit of a, like, cold ball. I didn't see that coming. No, no. Um, the president of Boca Juniors has said that they want to bring him in um, and build a team around him. And I'm led to believe that there's money there. So maybe want to keep an eye on going forward. But look, over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be silly. I, I do think, I do believe that Angelotti will want to get players in early to try and get them settled in for the short pre-season that we're going to have. I don't think we're going to have this last minute, last day transfer team. Yeah, I really don't. Yeah, yeah. I think, Rich, as well, it was the other day that Angelotti came out and said to him and Brian will work together like closely together which which should be the way anyway I think a manager should always have to say but uh, I, I think he said he really wants three three or four top top players not just to put players under pressure but to improve the squad yeah I mean it's refreshing to hear I mean you'd expect it but just to, to be given that little bit of comfort there, right that they're going to be working together and it's not this way or that way mm. uh, it's, it's always good to kind of I suppose for us just to, to, to put the mind at, at ease a little bit, but mm. yeah, I mean, he, I suppose we we kind of know the positions where, where where we need to strengthen, and yeah, that he's going to be looking to bring in top players because we, we need massive, massive improvements kind of in in the positions, you know, definitely across the middle, um, whether it's two midfielders and a right side. Again, we spoke about the centre half, and is there the need to kind of bring one in? Mm. Um, but I suppose it's. It, uh, a lot of it will come down to availability and costs and things like that. So just be hoping, as you said, that we get it done early and that we can kind of be ready for for the new season, not to be not to be waiting. Yeah, I think I said it before. I think our biggest business in the transfer window will be trying to get rid of some of these players that be the fringe players or players that just aren't good enough. So I think that's going to be where most of the work is going to be, Collie, for me. 
trying to shift this perhaps? Yeah, uh, Bessage has obviously uh, has, has allegedly has been told that uh, he's no future in the club. Uh, I know there's a number of clubs looking at Bessage, Sheffield United being one of them, uh, on a permanent rather than a loan. Mm. Um, I, 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 the last he's been very, very uh, active, let's say, on social media not as well. Not, about, course, not on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It'd be interesting, Joe, Balassi, um a year left in his contract. He seems like he's thrown up posts of him training and stuff like that. He seems very headstrong or tunnel visioned, whatever way you want to put it, in relation to getting back into this team. I'm not saying he is going to do it, but I wouldn't write him off just yet. Yeah, would he would he use the preseason and have a look at him, Rich, maybe? Or the cup well, I don't know. He he knows. I think he knows of the players that he has in the squad now, who's gonna stay, who's gonna go. But would he look at some of these lads like Palassi? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, you you would say right, he's probably gonna look. I know he mentioned kind of Dowell last week that he's kinda of looking at him the whole time and things like that. But uh, I mean Balassi, he's been out on loan a couple of times. It hasn't worked really any place and just because you come back and you're sitting, you know, in front of the the TV and the laptop yeah. and, you're, and, you're, and you're tweeting 24-7 all the correct sound bites that you want to hear mm. it's not going to make you any better on the pitch is it? Absolutely well he does it on the pitch that's, that's all that matters I don't care what anyone does like Moise Keane is, is another for instance like he's, he's, he does more stuff on Instagram than anyone I know but yeah Interesting though Joe uh, Angelotti came out this week and spoke about Moise Keane saying that he'd be there next year 100% and yeah. that he, you know um, what about John Joe Kenny? I think he'll sell him because we've been linked now with this right fall on loan from Man U or a, a right fall from Leon in France called Kenny Tate on a permanent deal. Well, Interesting I think if, if uh, John Joe wants to come back, I, I would take him. But maybe he's coming out with these sound bites about looking at right back because John Joe was told him already he doesn't want to come back. Maybe so, yeah. yeah. Maybe so. Maybe he wants to stay in, in Schalke or... It'd be great for financial fair play now if, well, again, I'm not saying I want to get rid of John Joe, but if John Joe was sold, so if he sold for 15 million, hypothetically speaking, that that's 15 million, you know, from a, a financial fair play, that's that's great, you know, the kind of, because mm. it costs nothing. He's a, We brought him up or he's a homegrown player, you know, the kind of way. Mm. So all this would would add in a favour. Uh, Richie mentioned Dell there to come back, and, and even other players are out on loan as well to come back, yeah, you know, the kind of nice, way. Yeah. There is quite a lot, quite a lot. Just on Kenny, I, I think if he comes back, I don't think that he's probably going to be first choice anyway. So it may kind of play into his head that does he want to come back and sit in the bench for another season after being out and getting game time, you know? So, I mean, that's probably something that may kind of influence him to go. Because I, I, I don't think he's going to be first choice. Even if Coleman is, is we expect James to be there for another year. That I think he would probably be be ahead of Kenny in in the in the rankings, you know. And if they bring bring someone else in as well that they've spoken about, so it's it's hard to see where you where, where you fit in a third a third right back there. Mm, yeah, that's right. Again, maybe there's something going on behind the scenes already that that we don't know of, and that's why he's he's going out looking for a right back. That John Joe has said, or they've decided to sell him one one or the other could be. You know, like I said, we're entering into silly season, so it's all conjecture. Yeah. Just yeah. Another, another one I saw during the week, or maybe it was last week, was about Tustin going back to Turkey. And okay. it was Bernard and Mina were kind of linked as a, 
I don't know, was it buy one and get two free or package deal they were doing? But it was kind of, yeah, so I, I, I haven't seen a whole pile more about it, but I think it was Fenerbahce where, well, he, I don't know, was it Fenerbahce or Besiktas that, that he came from, but yeah, that mm. there was talks of, it, of him going back, which is probably something that, that he's come out and said that he wants to do as well, right? Mm. I'm always wary of the Turkish league, though, or Turkish teams, because they literally never buy a player. Yeah. <laughs> They literally never buy a player. They no. always loan them, you know. Oh, I can see Bernard moving on, and I think he'll end up in, in Italy. Um, obviously, the main link with Boca Junior that might tie in with the Gabriel link incoming and mean and possibly going out. Look, as Joe said, it's all conjecture, and I'm going to be in the element for the next couple of weeks. Anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tend to be honest. Like we said it last week or a couple of weeks ago, that moving on some of these players that are not wanted, shall I say, they could be used as make weights in any potential deals, no incoming. So it'll be, be interesting to see what Carlo thinks and shift to them. Uh, all right, we move on now to, uh, as you know, the new kit came out last uh, couple of weeks and there's been a bit of uh, argy-bargy online about different sizes and stuff. Carl, you got a training top there yesterday. It, yeah, it arrived in the post yesterday, Joe. So I'd normally be a large, um, and I'd seen these things uh, on social media before I ordered. So I said, look, for, just for safety reasons more than nothing else, I went for the extra large. And I'll be honest with you, yeah, I'm glad I did because uh, whatever size people are, and obviously Irish supporters may not get over, or whoever's listening to this may not get over the goodest and part to go into the club shop. So mm. they are going to order nine. Fantastic service, by the way. I will, I will say that. Mm. Fantastic service uh, from a postage point of view. There was no issues, no delays, and and emails on every part of that trip where the item was. But whatever size you are, just go up a, a size uh, more. Yeah, I think it might be a case of Richie. Uh, I don't know where they can try on now in, in shops, can you? Can't, no. They can't, so it's literally just hold it up against yourself and guess. But maybe, maybe it's a case of... Um, Going up a size, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't bought. I bought a jersey for my son, and he he ordered a small, and it, it is a small. But I think it's more when you go up the size, it's like medium, the large stuff like that. There seems to be a bit of a an issue with with like a medium would be a medium, as I call it. So I don't know. Yeah, I suppose that's the the. the... The fear when you when you change providers and you don't know sizes and and different mm. and then when you, when you can't go into a store and you can't even see it so mm. yeah. yeah it's good to get the heads up anyway I haven't purchased anything myself as of yet so I suppose it's something to be aware of before I put the hand in the pocket yeah I'd say some of the training gear looks absolutely class really really does yeah. I, I said it before Umbro I thought it got a bit stale and bland and they're just putting different badges on the same kind of stuff so yeah home and home it looks especially the training gear looks looks excellent okay any more bits of news call in the pipeline or strange on twitter land <laughs> no nothing no okay just one more thing before we go folks uh the Irish office agm will be held on sunday the 26th of july uh in the world shed from 1 to 3 p.m um so, again, due to current restrictions and guidelines, you will have to uh, pre-book your place. So if you just email geraldine at irish-toppies.com, 
and Jay will pencil it in. We'll have uh, the usual AGM review the season, uh, look at the committee, uh, refreshments, and then there might be a point or two had afterwards uh, to discuss the season in more detail. So, uh, thanks again, lads. Anyway, Joe, just before we go, sorry, uh, just yeah, no, just people who are listening to the podcast, we'd love feedback on it. Questions are, and I, I'm always throwing it up on, on, on Twitter. So I would love it. if anyone sees it on Twitter, if they could retweet, it'd be great. Obviously, yeah. the, we, we want to try and get this out to as many people as possible. But we'd absolutely love any comments about it. Be it negative or positive, we're all big boys here. So you'll be able to take it. And any suggestions on, 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 on new new items for the coming season, you know, yeah. uh, certainly would be, uh, would be helpful. 100%. I know just it. We have in, in the pipeline, we're going to have a couple of uh, lads on uh, maybe next week or the week after to discuss the season in a whole and where they think we go from here. So a couple of Irish season ticket holders as well. So, But again, anybody wants to tell us, no, this, nobody's going to agree with us all. Lads, and we're all big men here. Anybody wants to come on and say they like Awobi, they won't get the light of day. But <laughs> 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 yeah. but, uh, listen all comments and grievances accepted post them all to info at orish-topies.com anybody wants to come on next season more than welcome more than merry folks so that's it for this week folks we'll uh, talk to you next week uh, see you boys talk to you after see you Joe thanks cheers boys talk to you soon take care Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.